You're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 115. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I am your host, Ange, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I am a business consultant and coach who has helped thousands of amazing women business owners get all the pieces in place to have consistent five-figure months and then on to six-figure years without burning out in the process. Instagram is a beast of a platform. One billion monthly users. 500 million daily users, 25 plus million businesses are on the platform, and the average amount of time people are spending per day on Instagram, wait for it, is 53 minutes. So I'm confident when I say Instagram, but more importantly, Instagram stories have a place in your overall business strategy. So today I'm pumped to have the director of the Digital Picnic, the amazing Sheree on the podcast, where we're going to be talking about the power of Instagram stories for business growth, why Instagram stories matter for businesses, the strategy behind Instagram stories, and what are the key ingredients for creating stories and how businesses can get started using stories today. It's a jam-packed freaking brilliant episode, ladies and gentlemen. But before we hop straight into this amazing episode, I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy this episode, I'd love for you to share your key takeaway, a fun fact, or anything that you'd love to share about the podcast over on your Instagram stories and taking me Angela Henderson Consulting because that would put a smile on my dial and I'll make sure to share it in my stories also. This episode is sponsored by Australia's leading four-day, three-night exclusive women in business retreat that I run every single year. The retreat is where we focus on women having the opportunity to connect, refocus, learn, and grow, both in life and in business. This exclusive event is being held from November 5th, 2020, all the way through to November 8th, 2020 at the Gold Coast here in beautiful Queensland, Australia. It again is an exclusive event with only 50 tickets being sold and I can confirm that 70% of tickets have already been snatched up. My good friend Denise Duffield-Thomas will be my opening keynote. Cherie, who again you get to experience today, is also going to be there from the Digital Picnic and so many top speakers. And it's also an amazing opportunity to surround yourself with amazing people that will lift you up both in the conference and post-conference. You get daily masterminds to really help you get individualized help on your business from both your peers and speakers to amazing food, being able to sleep in, eat a meal interrupted by children, and so much more. You're not going to want to miss out on this. We do have payment plans. So to secure your ticket for Australia's leading four-day, three-night women in business retreat, make sure you head to AngelaHenderson.com.au. Now on to today's amazing episode with Cherie, where we talk about the power of Instagram stories for business growth. Welcome to the show, Cherie. Awesome to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to be here. Yes. How are things down in beautiful Melbourne? Yeah. uh, Heading into winter and not going to Bali this year, but um, no, just, yeah, plodding along and really focusing on the business at the moment. And listen, how awesome is Bali? Let's be honest. Oh my gosh. I never knew. I always stayed away from it because I was just naive and silly. Um, And then my husband talked me into the first visit and I was like, we need to live here. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, it is so awesome. I actually know a few entrepreneurs that like one was from New Zealand and moved her whole family over there. They've been there Uh, for five or six years. Wow. 
another friend of mine, she's a traveling entrepreneur. So she's from Switzerland. She lives in Switzerland during the summer, but Bali during their winter. (laughs) Um, And I'm just like, I look at Nadine, I'm like, that is absolutely legendary. So no, so I just, I love Bali. I love the people. I love the climate. I love how the cost is so nice. It's just so good. You can genuinely switch off. And for me, the first trip we did there made me realize I've got two kids um, on the spectrum. And I felt like I, up until that point, spent my life apologizing for their existence, you know, and we went to Bali for the first time and I realized that Bali is kid worshipping and Australia is barely able to tolerate kids in a lot of places. So, you know, it just felt like we could finally relax as a family and not apologize. And I've never, ever apologized to my kids since, you know, that first trip to Bali. Uh, It was just yeah, it was a game changer for us as a family, honestly. They, they, de- they definitely embraced, you know, <sighs> kids from all. But I also think how they embrace the elderly too, right? That, yeah, you know, yeah. the elderly are coming out at night. They're sitting there having dinner with people that they're equally engaged. It's um, interesting because Finley, my little one, he he has ADHD and we've had to go through, yeah. you know, the neuropsychs and all that also. Yes. And I, I mean, we have similar journeys, but different. And when I was yeah. working with a lady, my copywriter, and she lives in India, and we were talking about mental health just collectively. And she said, listen, Anne, she goes, you know, her little one has been in school, like, I think she's in year 10 now. She's like, I don't know anyone who's been labeled spectrum over here in India. And I said, interesting. And I said, well, why do you think that is? And she said, because listen, she goes, we all about are about community. If your kid's yeah. playing with my kid and my kid's playing with your kid, it's a it's an open door. You're welcome. You're like everyone's yeah. like welcome. And so I did think it was interesting. Again, it goes back to different cultures and how again yeah. we are either a pol- like I'm with Finley. Like listening, you know, medication wears off about three or four. So um, yeah. FYI, he might start to get a bit more rambunctious. Just let me know and you yes. know things like that. And it's not that I'm necessarily apologizing, but I'm mindful. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it is. It is. It's tricky. But you know, Bali, yay for Bali. Yeah. And I can't wait till international yeah. airlines start opening. Yes. It's, uh, my husband and I were like, how cheap are tickets going to be? Well, we're hoping they are. I know. Do you know what I mean? Oh my God, all the holidays. <laughs> so yes, to head over there. Now listen, there are many things as listeners have probably just picked up on that you and I could talk about because we are quite yeah. passionate human beings. <laughs> uh, we do love a good chat. But today we are here to talk about the power of Instagram stories for business growth. And one of the things I do with all guests that come on the podcast is I like to just ask a fun question question so that the audience gets to know you a little bit. So yeah. my fun question is, is I know you, you actually do Instagram stories amazingly well, but one of the things that always <laughs> makes me spit my Diet Coke out is when you trick your husband Dave. Right? <laughs> and so my question to you is, is what is the best prank you've ever got Dave on since, cause you guys have been dating, you dated very, yeah. you know, for years and then, so yeah. yes, but it always cracks me up cause Dave's, I could just see his eyes like, what the fuck are you doing now? Right? So, <laughs> and it's, what's the best all time prank you've done on the husband? Oh my God. I Kind of, okay. Uh, well, he's an environmentalist. He's really big on it. He's the guy that goes out on Bindane lectures all of our neighbours on appropriate recycling. <laughs> um, so he loves Binday. Uh, he lives for it. It's like for him, it's the equivalent of the World Cup. Um, so uh there was you know he's really big on it and looks forward to it and yeah just can't wait to recycle trash in the right way um and so I got in with this particular prank um where we'd just moved into this new house um and I said that the bin hadn't been collected at all and that we got a note from you know the council that said that they wouldn't be collected for a month and a half and just the look on his face you've got (laughs) 
dating this as a person. Um, it was just the best. But honestly, my favorite pranks are the ones where I sleep scare him because he falls asleep every night at 7.30 on the couch and I just live to scare him because truly it doesn't matter how many times he just wakes up differently and every time it's more entertaining. <laughs> like It's just the best. Love pranking him. No, no, I always just giggle and I'm like, oh, man, the kids will eventually get on this too. And I was like, you got some really funny clips. But, yeah, no, so I absolutely love it. So, again, as you guys can see, Shree's got a great personality, good sense of humor, and it's not just all about, you know, uh, work and Instagram. We all do have fun, you know. So, yeah. listen, you and I, we've known each other for, you know, a while, actually. We were yeah. both in the blogging stages together early on. And I've always, like I said, when you were at my retreat last year, I've always loved your presence, your passion, and your elegance. Yeah. So, Thank for you. those listeners that are out there who might not know the amazing Sheree, can you tell us a little bit about your business journey, about where you started yeah, and where sure. you're at now? Yeah, so we met 10 years ago now in the blogging sphere, which I loved, and it was a different, you know, time back then, a very different landscape. Right. Um, uh, it was amazing. I loved it. <laughs> we, we, uh, we had it good. We had it good. It was so good. It was some of the best days I had as a blogger. But, um, yeah, that's where we met. Um, and then five and a half years ago, I launched um, the Digital Picnic, which is a digital marketing agency, but we actually have the majority of our focus on training business owners on how to, you know, uh, do their social media better so that they don't have to outsource or if they do, they can oversee effectively. Um, and then we also manage social media for businesses um, and run team training for corporate clients as well. Um, so, yeah, that was five and a half years ago and it really did just start more so because I had a newborn and a toddler and I just wanted to get out of the house on Sundays. So I said to Dave, you know, I'm going to do some Sunday workshops. You can be with the kids. You can experience my Monday and Saturday. <laughs> my life, yep. Yeah, right. Um, and I'm going to go workshop. And honestly, the minute I sat in that seat, I just, I can't describe how much my heart pounded like I, I'm sure your audience can relate to that feeling when you really have found what you were meant to do and everything makes sense the minute you're doing that um mm -hmm. so yeah that was really it that's when I realized this can't be a hobby because of the feeling that it's giving me um so it became my full-time situation probably uh 12 months after that I think I left my in-house employment probably within 12 months of launching the side hustle Dude, fantastic. How great is that? And then so it went yeah. from you leaving the, the side hustle, do you know what I mean? Like the regular job yeah. going into the side hustle. And now you've got, you know, how many people are on the team? Because in five yeah. years, you know what I mean? You've gone from Cherie to this amazing team that brings such great qualities from each individual that you have. They're so good. Um, so there are 12 people on our team currently. Mm -hmm. um, and we're looking, we're just on the hunt now to look for two more digital marketing specialists. So it's, yeah, it's growing at the right pace like I just I don't want rapid growth I find that's really I've, I've experienced that before and it's um just so hectic you think that you want it believe me but then it happens and you're like holy mother of god I've got to get all my systems and processes locked mm -hmm. down um so yeah I just we just take it at a slow and steady pace and really make sure that every hire really fits in with us yeah. But also I know we, when we were talking at the women in business retreat, one of the things we yeah. talked about is when you go from solopreneur and you start getting systems in place and you start to bring one person on, two people on, et cetera, they yeah. also don't give you the manual to say, now you're a CEO, 
You need to step <laughs> into this leadership role yeah. uh, and you need to manage people, right? Like I, yeah. I, st- I talk about this actually all the time because when I too have been looking for like an online business manager, the integrator, so I can kind of step into that CEO visionary role. The thing is, is people aren't talking about this part of the business, right? Nobody does. And I'm just like, I swear, like I've been, I've actually been tracking everything that's been going on for me because I do want to talk about it when I have it more cohesiveness together yes. about it. And I've actually got yes. my, everything in place, but it isn't. And so what I've loved watching you grow is that um, you've demonstrated that again, what your core strengths are. And even though that, yes, we step into the CEO role, it doesn't mean that we want to be managing people necessarily. Like we can yep. still lead people, yep. but it doesn't mean that we want to do the day-to-day management stuff. And again, giving ourselves permission that we can each make our own job description on what works best for us versus what we've either been told or what the gurus are saying. What are your thoughts about that? And what have you had you experienced that? (laughs) Honestly, that's just nail on the head for it pretty much sums up the last nine to 10 months for me because I, we kept growing and I kept just trying to be the managing director. And there were two problems with that one. I don't like it. Um, it wasn't lighting my insides up. I can do it and I've done it before in in-house roles and I was honestly, you know, a pretty effective leader it is so different when it's your own business. So let me tell you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so one, I don't actually enjoy it, you know, right to my core and that's a shame when it's your own business when you find that you end up doing something that doesn't really do it for you in every sense of the word. Um, and two, I'm, sometimes not the best at it. You know, um, I find that our current managing director who's just hopped uh, back into the seat from maternity leave, she's just so much better than I am and that's okay. Like you've just really uh, got to acknowledge that some people are designed for people management and if you're not and you have the option to hop out from that, like I have, um, do it. Uh, It doesn't mean that I'm not managing people. I absolutely am but my role has changed and, you know, I work really collaboratively um, with our managing director um, and we're just such a good team together. It's really good and then I feel like that's translated to success within the workplace. 100%. And that's where I think it's just so important for businesses that are listening to, to you do you, right? Like take bits and pieces about, you know, you'll take a little bit from what Sheree and I talk about today. You'll take a little bit from someone else and you'll make your own. There's no one end. And that's, it's the part that again, it shits me with some of these gurus. Like you must do this. No, you don't have to do anything. Do you uh, figure out what works for you? And again, it doesn't like, doesn't mean that we're bad people. Don't beat yourself up. It just means that we've got a certain skill set. So rock and roll with that so exactly I know again slightly off Instagram but this is how you and I we can talk for hours but yes oh my god so as I was saying in the intro Instagram Mm. is an absolute beast I mean yeah (laughs) 1 billion monthly users 500 million daily users 25 plus million businesses are on the platform so especially with the fact that you can create content on Instagram you know in those four kind of primary ways you've got the feed you can go live you got IGTV and obviously stories And since today is all about stories, can you just start by just explaining, in your opinion, what is an Instagram story, just so that everyone's on the same page for this particular episode? Absolutely. In in my humble opinion, like I actually consider Instagram now to be two different platforms, as in it's two platforms in one, because um, Instagram stories is just so honestly different to the static content, you know, that you see on the feed. Totally. Um, So yeah, do you, right? It just feels like two very different platforms that actually attract two completely different demographics of people. Um, so some people, honestly, when they think about Instagram, they don't even honestly scroll the feed. They just spend their entire 
Instagram experience within stories. Mm -hmm. And so Instagram stories is basically short, sharp video, or of course you can put, you know, still images there as well. Um, That is a lot less highly curated than what you'll see on the Instagram feed. It's very behind the scenesy. It's very real. Um, And so you can start to really understand why it attracts very different people. It's the people who just seek, you know, the really authentic, like, I want to see your exact behind the scenes. I, I, just want it non-curated I want it short sharp I you know that's how I take in my that's how I consume social so for me I just love how different um two features are within one platform to the point where it almost makes me think that they're almost two different platforms Mm -hmm. and I also think there again too it's about understanding your ideal client right and so many people get fixated on one ideal client but an example I use often is you can actually have multiple ideal clients even though like your marketing etc could be speaking to that one person and so when I had Finley and me I was walking and I talked about this a couple times on the podcast but I was just walking out of the movie theater and I had the kids and then there's this man and as you know the movie theaters in Australia they're like on a slant kind of when you go down I was like well that's weird why is this guy like staring at us and I had the kids and thought okay well I'm safe, right? But I was like, this is weird. Anyways, he goes, you're the guy from the internet. And then I was thinking, oh God, you know, there's a lot Uh of internet sites out there. And then Finley goes, oh yeah, my mom owns Finley and me. I'm Finley. Uh And he goes, um, he goes, yes. And he goes, I just wanted to say thank you. And he goes, it's because of your article last week. And I was thinking, shit, what one, what, what blog had I read? And he goes, it was just because I'm depressed doesn't mean I can't smile. He said, you got me, you prompted me to book in to see my GP. And he goes, but I also want to say that when my wife left me with my two kids, I didn't know what to do with them. Your wow. blog gave me um, ideas and tips and tricks on how I could feed them better, how I could do games with them and how I could really connect yeah. with them. He said, so thank you. So <sighs> even though my marketing and he wasn't my target ideal client there yeah. are other people behind the scenes that sometimes we forget about right and I think absolutely you nailed it on the head with that there are people who want to consume content via very quick and very fast but there's equally people that are going to consume content still in the feed because that's just the way their brain works or it feels better for them yeah so, so how important do you think it is though for businesses to still do the feed minimally the feed and kind of those stories do you think that that they still need to be able to at least be considering and adapting for what their ideal client needs I really do I I think the best Instagram you know presences have both strategies going on so static content plus Instagram stories but of course I'm respectful of the fact that you know this is all time um, factoring in you know so Mm -hmm. I'm so deeply empathetic to you know, any business owner who feels like I just can't juggle it all. So pick, you know, what you can pull off. But I mean, I can't help but say best practice wise, you know, you'd have static feed content going on. So, you know, fairly consistent uh, content going across to your feed. Um, And, you know, these days, honestly, from a best practice perspective, a pretty regular Instagram story schedule going as well. Yeah, 100%. Now, why do you think though Instagram stories in particular matter for businesses? I think that uh, just even from a percentages perspective, more people are there. So the latest stat is that 86% of Instagram users start and end their social media consumption time within Instagram stories. So Mm -hmm. if you haven't got a story strategy going on, I would argue that, you know, some people that are following you don't even know that you exist, you know, because Mm -hmm. they are just in the stories. So to me as a business owner and especially as a marketer, I don't want to miss that. That's a big, you know, percentage of human beings that I want to be able to, uh, you know, yeah, get 
involved with my brand, get them into what I do um, and, you know, just start to really understand who we are as a brand. And to take that a little bit further, what do you think the benefits of the stories are for businesses versus just the feed? Like, obviously, they can hear you, they can see you, but would you also argue that you're building quicker connections, which are leading them um, further and faster through that client journey to to a conversion? Do you feel like you're able to add like that human to human element, whereas just a story, they don't get to see you and feel you, I guess? What are your thoughts around what those benefits are? Oh, definitely. It's exactly that. Like video marketing is just so powerful for that exact reason. And, you know, different marketers argue how many touch points are required for a person to become, you know, an actual customer. Um, but imagine how powerful you would feel if you started showing up to Instagram stories, you know, possibly daily. And if, if, if you look at the digital picnics, Instagram stories, we probably load up maybe five, seven ish stories a day. It's not too much. They're 15 seconds long. We're not really commanding more than a minute and a half of people's time per day, you know, in the whole scheme of things, guys, you know, a minute and a half. But if we loaded between five to seven, you know, different stories per day, that's, five to seven different touch points with our brand. And and you just mentioned before that the Dave scare cam stories, did. So <laughs> yeah. that, you know, that's, that's amazing because it means that that content is memorable enough for us to talk about, you know, on this podcast and, you know, other people, they just resonate with different pieces of content that we share and they get to see who we are outside of, you know, the business owner. We, I'm now documenting parts of, you know, dyslexia intervention from my youngest and um, ASD talk about my eldest and, you know, just things like that that make us a little bit more relatable um, to all of our followers, you know, um, outside of just digital marketing, you know, advice, which is the obvious. But I also would argue that in addition to being able to have these multiple touch points, you know what I mean, building those, again, I'm really big about human to human marketing, the interaction and experience that people have with a particular brand. So some will really do yeah. well the experience, but not the interaction, or they'll do the interaction, but not the experience. And I feel stories are able to combine both of those. So instead of just B2B or B2C, you've got this H to H marketing because the stories allow that experience yeah. and interaction to happen, um, yeah. which I think is just so powerful. But I also think in a spot where, like we talked about, you know, a billion users, a million, you know, blah, 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 all those data that we were just talking about. Yeah. Is, the reality of it is, is you also have to have some level of disruptive marketing, right? Yeah. That is yeah. not just the same, same. And that's where I think the digital picnic does it really well is that you guys are able to infuse not only, you know, say client outcomes and testimonials, but you're able to infuse the humor, right? Which is all part yeah. of your brand voice yeah. collectively in your branding. And I think, you know, um, it's just, it's so powerful of a tool to be able to have. Yeah, the, the- it really is. And and it's got so many creative options that, you know, are only, it, you, it's, you are limited by your own creativity. Like I remember, um, you know, during, um, you know, just uh, the particular work from home period that TDP had, um, all of our staff said, well, why don't we just share a day in the life of us within the bunker? You know, we called it the bunker diaries. And, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, one day it got to being my day in the bunker. So I, you know, showed up to Instagram stories and um, the first story that I loaded was me walking to the bathroom, um, you know, basically preparing to have a shower. Like I was dressed, don't you worry. But <laughs> <laughs> um, And, you know, I just basically didn't say anything to camera. I just filmed my face um walking through the hallway on my way to the bathroom my hair was all over the shot like that's basically exactly how I wake up you know I had a bit of smudged mascara um under my eyes from probably not effectively taking my makeup off the night before um and honestly I looked yeah 
<laughs> like someone who just woken up, honestly. <laughs> Um, not many directors of a digital marketing agency would share that. And I, honestly, I looked really unattractive, really unattractive, honestly, I was going to say it. Um, and, you know, I just um, had a caption that said, you know, yesterday I worked 7am until midnight or something like that, because that was what was required of me on that particular day before during that hectic period that every business owner experienced, you know, um, and then the next image, um, I just took a photo of myself pre um, and I said, tap this image um, to make me 0.005% more attractive than the next image was me, you know, uh, hair done, makeup, everything like that. Cause I had a couple of interviews uh, via Zoom that day. And I honestly looked a lot better and it was just creatively allowing people to tap an image to kind of dress me, you know, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the fun. stupid thing about that is we got 350 DMs off that three stories, like, so what is it, uh, 45 seconds, right, of people's time, 350 DMs, and that's a bit of a record for us because we usually average about 200 DMs a day. So from one story, it was 350, and it just showed me, like you just said, the importance of that human to human, and I'm so glad that I'm the director who doesn't give a flying, you know, what about what I look like in the morning and sharing that with people because I'm human, you know. Yeah. I, I wake up. <laughs> yep this yeah. is me and but again yeah. it's about that uh connectiveness yeah and I believe if it, stories as a part of the human to human is if you, if businesses don't infuse that human to human marketing I believe they're going to start to get left behind because uh, yep. people want it more than ever before I mean you look at what's just happened in our world you know what I mean it continues yeah. to have impact on like people want connection they want to be yep. part of something they don't want to be treated like a number and, and stories allows to do that but do you think Instagram stories though even though they are slightly easier as in I find them easier than having to sit and try and create yeah. content for the feed. Cause you can just like, it's like for me and I don't have a problem with video. I'm like, boom, I'm on, it's done. I'm dusted. Yes. But I know people, some people would struggle with that, but do you still feel though Instagram stories, you still need some sort of strategy. You can't just be throwing shit at a wall. Right. Do you think like, no, what are your thoughts? Exactly. About that? Yes, I do. I think absolutely have a strategy now when you hear strategy don't let that if you're listening to this put you into you know paralysis by analysis and think <laughs> that it, you know because everyone does and sometimes your strategy um you know it, it could be as simple as deciding with a pen and paper from saturday to saturday what you're sharing on instagram stories each day well done you've got a strategy you've got an instagram story strategy and so we do that at the digital picnic. I mean, ours is digital because um, we are a team um, and we know what we want to go up from a content marketing perspective every single day on Instagram stories. But the beautiful thing about that is it then frees you up to have spontaneous content going in as an extra. Mm -hmm. And often that's the stuff that just smashes it out of the park. Um, so have a strategy and then surprise and delight yourself and therefore your audience with the extra stuff, you know, like mm -hmm. the date scare cam or just beautiful moments that I share sometimes with my kids, you know, just, uh, there's just so much that happens in life that you might feel comfortable sharing if it suits your business and its strategy. And that's how I feel too, even about the Instagram feed is I work with someone who helps do that with me. And one of the things that we talk about is I'm like, 
this, at least I know no matter what, I've got stuff going out. Do you know what I mean? My strategy is done. I've ticked a box. But like yesterday, I did something where I'm like, ah, actually, I've got a few minutes. This is really important for me to share. And I did it. So the thing is, is like, again, you can always just cover your baseline and still have that strategy. But if you do feel like it and you've got the energy to do it, then you can always do more, right? And I feel like it just makes you actually do do more because you don't feel like it's a job, like it's already done. I don't know how to describe it. It's a weird feeling. No, that's exactly naturally. Yes, absolutely. And the thing is, Ange, like with that, you know, I mean, you do, obviously, I always make sure that we're not sharing too many stories and you can tell when people are starting to dip out. Um, Mm -hmm. But when we, we find the perfect sort of sharing schedule for us is five to seven stories per day. And I know that people will listen and go, oh my God, you know, but it is just so easy because you you talk to the camera and that's probably three stories already, you know? Um, So yeah, when we've noticed that when we do kind of get to five or seven per day, we get the best reach we've ever achieved because um, maybe we, we, we might share something in the morning and then something later in the evening. And that evening post that goes live pushes more people through our morning stories. Exactly right yeah uh, like you just watch the reach seriously increase now if I sat there and didn't post in that evening time we would have stuck with what we had in the morning from a reach and engagement mm-hmm. perspective and I don't want that I want more <laughs> but I also think again stories too is if just the word story if you were to pick up a book you have a beginning a middle and an end right yes. and I think again what I love about you guys is that you guys always like say when you guys were doing the bunker stories for example you guys still had like your beginning you had like what was going in the afternoon and then you or your team were then signing off to say all right we're done for the day right like you didn't yes. leave me hanging it wasn't yes. like a cliffhanger going okay well what <laughs> what happened next you know what I mean Cherie said this or you know the team like they just left me right so do you also think it's equally important from your perspective in your opinion that again in those stories that again there is that beginning middle and an end it's so funny that you say that because I'm so big on that and so when our team you know take over their stories I'm like make sure you finish it off like you've got to conclude it and then there was one particular day where I was doing my little bunker diaries day and the day started amazingly and then uh two to three two to three things happened within the day just I was homeschooling during COVID um my husband was you know uh, in his offices during end of June 30 period so uh literally a no help (laughs) Um, and yeah it just was one of those days and it almost had me in tears and I was like god I have to still finish this thing off you know Uh, and I just looked so defeated but my team know how stubborn I am because I still rolled onto stories I'm like so that's it that's my day thanks everyone for hanging out you know Um, and just kind of went show must go on Z you know on it Um, because it did need the conclusion I didn't want people to just need the cliffhanger what happened yeah You know, yep. so cool. So yeah, because that's kind of where I, I always am. I just think about a book. You just yeah. you, you pick it up. You've got that. You've got the middle, and you got the end. Like, and so that's how I've always infused or tried to infuse. And not every day is perfect, but I try to yeah, of do that rhythm. Do you know what I mean? Is that it's you know it's a story. So now, what do you think are the core ingredients? So see, we've got listeners out there going, okay. It actually doesn't sound as scary as it is. They're 15 yeah. second clips. I can do this. Yep. I understand the story. I can work a little bit about just what do I need to do from a Saturday to a Saturday. But what do you think are the core ingredients you found to make Instagram stories really work for the digital picnic? Yeah, sure. Um, for us, honestly, 
what works best is chasing affinity. So things that really get people engaged. So you want to chase engagement wherever you can. You want people to slide into your DMs off the back of the story that you've just shared. So encourage it, ask questions, you know, um, get interactive, play around and just play before you even perhaps load your first ever story and look at all of the sticker options and see that there's polls or ask a question or anything you can possibly do to significantly increase your engagement um, is what we're after. Um, But in a really real authentic way that doesn't look so, you know, like, I guess like we're very obviously chasing. Um, And keeping it real, um, as real as you can honestly envisage your business sharing two stories is what you want to sort of go for. Um, you want to chase the memorable content, you want to chase the relatable content, and you really want to have a crack at even trying to extract endearing content, um, you know, out of yourself to be able to share the stories. So I'm always chasing, you know, memorable, relatable, and endearing, because that becomes the, the affinity stuff that I'm that I'm after. And then when I get those ticked off in an Instagram stories marketing week, I know people are much, much more likely to convert on anything that we share from a promotional perspective. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And do you believe that, that it's so important? Because my big thing that I see businesses do is they do stories quite beautifully, but yep. and then they don't fucking sell. Yes. And I'm like, yep. you've worked so hard to curate this and it's, um, you've done everything. And I'm like, so what's the problem? And they're like, yep. oh no, my audience. I'm like, no, your job, in my opinion, as a business owner is to show up, create community and sell. Sell yes. every single day. Do you know what I mean? Yep. If you need yep. to, again, and if that feels right, my key thing there is if it feels right for you. But if yes. you're just going, oh, because I've had clients, oh, Angie, I've been using Instagram stories and da 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 da, and then I'll kind of look at it and then I'm like, hold on a minute, you haven't sold a single thing because they're, <laughs> they're whining about, oh, well, it's not working, it's a waste of my time, yep. I'm not getting the ROI, and I'm like, but does your audience even know what the hell you sell? Yes. No, like, great. Thank you for sharing your dog. And thank you for yes. giving us a behind the scenes. But you haven't then actually guided us to that next step as to like, yep. how do we work with you? And I think it's our opinion and stories are on the feed or just generally with our businesses. We are the tour guides, we have to guide them to that next call to action. So how important yep. do you think it is a that they need to be selling within their stories and b having that call to action and telling them what to do next? Yeah, honestly, I, it I wouldn't have a strategy without selling within it and we actually sell daily on Instagram stories so I'm with you on that one but the thing is because we create so much throughout the day that honestly entertains educates there's a lot of stuff that we share that really adds value to our um, you know followers I guess social consumption times they don't feel like their time is wasted on TDP I hope Mm -hmm. you know and through doing all of that then yeah we come in and we're like buy our $39 content calendar and you know we're lucky because we've got more than 10,000 followers so they can swipe up um, and go through and purchase that but if you're under the 10k and missing out on that swipe up feature tell them exactly where to go head over to my you know website click on this tab you know xyz um just seriously spell it out and what i found um is that you know you can share the obvious selves um but when i talk to camera and walk them through a product and it only takes four stories so you know um yeah literally a minute of someone's time um yeah you know that's when the conversions quadruple 
honestly, um, rather than just swipe up to book or something like that. You know, it's just, it's not interesting enough and it hasn't And sometimes like, like, again, words only work for some people depending on how their brain is, right? It's like, I'm much more, I have to actually see it and hear it for for my brain to start getting the pieces together. So I'm very mindful too about, again, doing those different touch points in different ways because and explaining it in different ways because your audience will, again, everyone learns differently. Right? Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. And I also think it's important to re- to remember that just because it's a no now doesn't mean it's a no forever. So, yes. you know, you have to keep showing up and keep selling, right? And yeah, because again, absolutely. And like I said, they might just not need you now, but when they do need you, because you've left the Dave, do you know what I mean? Funny sitcoms and like yeah. you've left a memory in there and they will draw that out. You know what I mean? You've left that digital imprint in a positive light that when they do, everything else will start to click. So I can't, do you know what I mean? I, I just, it's I love exactly stories. That. Same. Oh, it's so powerful. So now for businesses who want to kind of start dabbling in Instagram stories, what would be like your kind of key tips for them to get up and running? Yeah, sure. I think you've really got to consider and respect how important diversity is within your Instagram story schedule. Um, So don't be that business owner who shows up um, to Instagram stories and face to cameras, 20 stories in a row. Like it's just too much, you know, mm-hmm. um, of the same content. Don't be the business additionally who shares five or seven different boomerangs in a row. Like again, yeah, cool. We got it. You're into the boomerang, you know, yep. <laughs> you know how to do that yes. one. Show us something else. Yep. Yes. You know, so it's got to be diverse. So I really love, um, yeah, having a very diverse Instagram story schedule where it might be one or two face to cameras, then a static image, uh, followed by, you know, an interactive poll, um, just something to get that interaction going. And it's just really different all the time. Um, be creative, you know, shoot with you. If you've got an iPhone or even Android, it's, you know, you've got time-lapse options, you've got slow motion, um, inject humor, you know, um, just have so much of, the diverse stuff going on so that people aren't bored Mm -hmm. Um, because when they hop into your stories and they see, you know, however many little polka dots at the top of their screen to indicate how many stories they are, if it is nothing but the same, I can't tell you how fast they'll dip out from that situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So diversity. Bye-bye, Felicia. They're gone. Literally. Yes. Yep. Yep. So again, and just also remember, just like, you know, if you do a Facebook live and you fuck up or yeah. you, do you mean you mess up something with your hashtags or your words on do you mean a feed, you can always delete a story just like yep. you can anything else. Right. So exactly. I always say to people, just try it. Because yep. the thing with stories is I find is it actually becomes so easy out of any of the other platforms that I've done. Um, I mean, podcasting is great, but like it takes a lot of prep. It's probably about 45 yes. minutes of my time to prep. I actually yep. hold all of this in regards to like, I'm the one communicating, not my team. Cause I'm like, if I'm bringing on a guest for me personally, it's very important that I do the research. I have the touch points and then my yeah. team will then edit it, produce it and then send it out. But for me, so like a podcast easily takes me 45 minutes prep and then yep. easily anywhere from 30 to an hour, like what we're recording today. Um, you yes. know, so it is a lot more work where stories, I just find that they're just so much easier, you know, to oh, able to add. So effective, honestly, like some of our clients would, they, from their Instagram story schedule, let's say they have maybe seven to eight Instagram stories going live per day that we completely design for them. Um, but obviously need them to film, you know, some of the, you know, the 100%, yeah. After, yeah. Right. 
And there's been some stories that have gone live um, that by the end where they've talked to the product and walked you through and everything like that. And then the final one, we can record, you know, literally from, you know, analytics um, that we've pulled in something like $20,000 in sales and above from one Instagram story, mm-hmm. you know. So it's just so genuinely powerful. And there are businesses who are making a large majority of their sales conversions from Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. was reading um, the other day that I think it's the average person is spending 53 minutes per yeah. day on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, 53 so minutes. Yep. This is shit ton of, like it's almost an hour of someone's waking moment. Um, yep. You know, and I think again, Instagram is giving, you know, Facebook, even though they're owned together, do you know I mean? but they're giving them yep. a run for their money because it's the yep. way that you can connect with your audiences in such a different way. And obviously then if those people are on there 53 minutes average per day, they're making Instagram happy. They're making their stakeholders happy, which mean again, exactly. people are going to buy. And I think also business owners forget that, you know, so I can't remember the stat, but it's a pretty good stat. But so many people, because they look, see, and how it ut- is utilized on Instagram stories and in the feed, right? Yes. That they yeah. almost like that's their pre-buying decision. And it so really then by is. utilizing that platform, you've already, do you know what I mean, led them closer to the conversion. And I'm also a huge believer that conversations equal connections, connections yeah. equal conversions. And I think Instagram stories allows that to happen so beautifully. They really do. Like we, you know, I know that people would describe the Digital Picnic as a really lovable brand, which is hard to say out loud when you're fairly humble by nature, but I know for a fact that we're described as lovable. And the crazy thing is we're just showing up and being us. And if that Mm -hmm. is equaling lovable, well, that's amazing, you know. And it is Instagram Stories has played a huge role in that because I share a lot. I have no honestly issue with just sharing quite openly about my business journey and it pulls people along for the ride they're really on it and it reminds me of my own blogging journey you know just um you know people really into your story and following along and championing you know your success and everything like that so um it's just been instagram stories uh once i swallowed the initial shyness when it first launched i was like no yep (laughs) Um, honestly i just was not happy about that because I am such a writer and I love my static content um and then I just swallowed that discomfort hopped on and now I, you know through desensitization I suppose and if anyone's listening and yet you're feeling equally shy mm. I promise you me too but mm. it gets better um and you just you know you have to show up and just try and sort of desensitize to yourself and now I'm just so proud of my own little journey there because I'm much more creative and I'm definitely more confident with Instagram stories now yep and it's like anything it takes time you've got to adapt Instagram is going to change the platform you still need to adapt but that's business business is all about adapting right at the end of the day our business isn't about us it's for the clients we're serving right so you know we do have to have that little bit of give and take I'm probably I mean I've looked at TikTok TikTok to me seems like a shit ton of work right I've just feel like I got to choreograph this and I got to put this with music (laughs) and I got but again it's going to work for some businesses right so you know I, I always say no matter where you are is Sheree and I can love it but you could still hate it and that's cool still remember that do what brings you joy right yeah Um, Yeah. and if it's if you like I had this one lady come to me she was one of my one-to-one clients and 
I'm really big about blogs from a point of view of SEO, but also how people consume information differently. So I think yes. you should have a core um, written content somewhere on your platform. But anyways, there was a block there. And what we found out, she's like, and I just, I fucking hate writing. She's Scottish. Yeah. And I was like, okay, then I was like, well, that's good. We've got that. I said, but what are you good at? She's like, I can talk an ear off. I can convert people. Yes. I'm like, great. I was like, well, we're going to fuck the blog off to a ghost writer. Yes. I said, and I want you to then book in for two networking events every single month. And she's like, oh my God. She goes, I feel so much better. She goes, just so, so yep. it's the same type of thing. Is How good is if you that? don't like stories, that's cool. But yes. do you know what I mean? Find what brings you joy, have your strategy and rock and roll. But if you yep. can weasel stories in, again, I do think that it's a powerful tool for business growth collectively. Huge, honestly, huge. Dig- digital stories are where it's at. So, and I think, and they're um, not going away. Like that's they the are. Thing. Do you know what I mean? That's they're here to stay. Yep. Uh, so we need to embrace if you choose to. Now, my final question yep. to you is: Is what do you yeah. know now that you wish you knew when you? first started out in business what do I know now that I wish I knew when I first started out in business it for me honestly it has to be that I can do this on my own um I began my business from a place of absolute just I I was a different person very low self-esteem um no ability to back myself and so what I did was I you know I guess I just told myself I won't make it without a business partner and that experience was just seriously not great for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time it was because it made me realize towards the end of the partnership that Jesus, I could have done this on my own, you know, from the beginning. And um, that's probably what I wished I'd known from the start, because I think we would have, you know, probably been at a very different place if this business had started, you know, probably is just me from the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes again, yeah. but what, a, I mean, I believe that there's no mistakes. It's all the lessons no. that we learn along the way, yeah. isn't it? That it's like, yeah. this is a lesson that you learned, right? Yeah. And again, you have flourished yeah. immensely, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Since yeah. all of that has happened and it can, it comes through in your stories. It comes through when you speak, you know, it comes, you know, it comes in a variety of ways, but again, those lessons we learn when we're like, fuck, in hindsight, that yes. would have been super helpful, but I it's a business <laughs> journey, isn't it? Now, where, for, for those listeners out there, like, I need a piece of Sheree in my life. I need a little bit more of the digital picnic in my life. Where can they yeah. find you? You can find us on Instagram if we're going to talk about Instagram today. (laughs) Head on over to to Instagram and follow the digital picnic and just start to look at the way we share our stories and maybe just watching others might inspire you. But if you're feeling really stuck, we've also got this great resource that's $39, which is an entire year's worth of daily Instagram story ideas for your business. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's been designed for e-com and service-based providers. So yeah, just, I guess, follow along and see what we do. Look at our digital stories telling look at our Instagram story schedule look at the creativity and the diversity and you know just I guess hopefully lots of elements of walk the walk there and just maybe even be inspired by that that's what I find that I do I just like to follow lots of different people and see how they do things differently and I encourage your followers here your listeners to um, hop on over to see how we do our Instagram thing fantastic well thanks so much for an awesome episode today Shereen also just a reminder before we sign off that my team and I will also be putting together the show notes and everything else that you can find at angelahenderson.com.au and as I mentioned earlier if you enjoyed this episode I'd love for you to share it especially over in your Instagram stories tagging me at Angela Henderson Consulting and also the digital picnic so Shereen can have a look at that also Um, and if you haven't already left a review I'd greatly appreciate it and or subscribe but again thanks so much Shereen for coming on board today I really 
really appreciate that. I hope you have a beautiful day down in Melbourne. And for the rest of you, have a fabulous day. And I look forward to you joining me again for next week for another amazing episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Thanks again, Cherie. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson. www.angelahenderson.com.au